Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama Podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast. I have a guest, Cassie Lowe, who is a fellow podcaster of Just Say Only, which, what the heck does that mean? Well, I asked her, and she said it's actually a Singaporean phrase, which basically means not to hold back and speak your mind. How are you doing tonight, Cassie? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, and that is a really cool concept of a podcast. Do you mind telling the listeners a little bit more about it? Yeah, well, it started because I genuinely love having like really interesting conversations with people. By nature, I'm an introvert. Um, so if you meet me on the street, like I'm probably not going to talk to you. Um, but I really enjoy those one-to-one conversations. And I realized that I have some really amazing, you know, conversations that I find that I want to, you know, I wish I had recorded. Um, so eventually I just decided to start this podcast. Um, just say only, like you said, basically it's as Singaporean as you can get. Like we we say just stay only, like when you don't, just don't hold back, right? So that's kind of the whole premise of the podcast where I have people come on, share their stories, um, share their lives, or just educate me on things that I kind of don't know about. That's great. What are some of the themes that your guests have? Are there similar kind of things that they talk about or is it all over the place? Well, it's pretty, I guess the one similarity is stuff that I'm interested in because I find that, you know, for me to, I, I like to keep it as genuine as possible, right? And for me to be able to have a really good conversation, I need to be interested in it. So it kind of revolves around stuff like motherhood. I actually just put up an episode um, yesterday uh, of a conversation that I had with this really inspiring woman. Um, she's a mom as well, and she suffers from MS and bipolar disorder. So, you know, conversations like that where I feel like I can learn from her. Um, I'm also massively obsessed with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I do a lot of that. So I've had some really good conversations around that. I actually had the honor of um, speaking with one of the top fighters in the world, um, DJ Jackson, a couple of weeks ago, and just insightful conversations in general. So I've covered anything from sustainability. I have people who come on and talk to me about things in their life, like long-distance relationships, or we'll have really nice conversations about things. But I guess the overall the the overall thread that ties the whole thing together is just you know stuff that I'm interested in or I feel like you know people should learn more about. That's great, and then it keeps your I guess you can kind of go in the direction however you want or wherever you want the show to go, which is pretty cool. I I think that's fascinating about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What made you get into that? I have to ask. (laughs) Um, I've always been obsessed with the UFC, (laughs) and I've always um, I, I guess when I was younger I used to fantasize about getting in the octagon one day and just fighting. And then I realized, you know, I started off with Muay Thai, which is, you know, boxing. And I learned very quickly that I do not like getting punched in the face. I also work in PR. So, you know, showing up to an office job with a black eye is not exactly, you know, ideal. Um, Sure. (laughs) So then it was like, well, what else can I do? And I, so then I started, I tried one jujitsu class and I was kind of hooked after that because if you, you, it's, it's this constant, it's like one of the most frustrating things that you could ever do in your life. But it's also one of those really empowering things where I'm a small person. Um, 
like tiny. So I fight like in the lowest weight cat and being able to, I guess, go up against people who are bigger than me and be able to, you know, whether it's defend myself or whether it's, you know, to even be able to get a submission, like to me, that's mentally, that's really empowering, but also the fact that, you know, you might have really shit days, but you go back every single day. Um, that also, I feel like it helps to really build your mental resilience, which then comes across to, you know, my work, my motherhood and even life in general. When you said you work in PR and remember us talking about that before, I think having a black eye as a publicist or something <laughs> would be spectacular and you could pitch your client. We, we get punched in the face so you don't have to, or something like that, that would just be absolutely perfect. Should, so you need to that. do that. <laughs> I should yes, try that. I would. I would absolutely hire you. No questions asked to be my publicist. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Outstanding. So uh, love, love uh, your podcast and what you're doing. So what, I guess, how are you getting the word out for your podcast and getting others to hear about it and listen to it? Well, it's a mix. So I have a really great network of people who, you know, I just, they, they basically didn't stop hearing about me working on the podcast right before I launched the podcast. So I think by the time um, I actually told them, guys, it's live, they were like, okay, we're just going to, we're just going to share it because like, shut up. Um, but then, you know, since then it's kind of gained traction just organically that way. The other way that I've been, I guess, driving awareness of it is it's leveraging the fact that I'm in PR um, and social media is something that we're very comfortable working with. So, you know, having Facebook, having Instagram, um, and then just having conversations as much as I can with people um, around the podcast and what it does. That's great. It's great that your friend and your network was so supportive. Oh yeah, they've been great. Was able to, that's, that's outstanding. So it's like real, real true organic growth going out there, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. It's the best kind. Yeah, definitely. Is do any of your friends have podcasts? Um, no, I've. It's interesting because, like, since I started the podcast, a couple of them have been like, "Well, what do you need to do to start a podcast?" So we've had those conversations, um, and I'm trying to like nudge them the way of actually starting that podcasting journey, almost. Uh, but no one's taken that leap yet. It is. I mean, I think it's a fascinating journey, and a lot of people come into it balls to the wall and then get burned out pretty quickly. What are some things that you do to avoid burnout and kind of pace yourself with it? Because it is very addicting. Oh, it is. I think, I think the first two weeks that the podcast was live, I was just obsessed with like, Oh my God, I got to get something out. I got to get something out. I thought of something brilliant. Um, but then again, it's just like taking that step back and then thinking, okay, this, if I were going at this rate in the long term, you know, juggling everything else that I have going on, is it sustainable? Um, so to me, it kind of always goes back to, do I want to sustain this in the long term? Um, so for me, it's kind of just thinking through what I really want to talk about. To be honest, I don't really have much of a, a plan. I've met other podcasters who go like, okay, so this week I'm going to focus on this and that, 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 um, or they have a much more, um, structured format of the podcast. I don't have that to me. It's like whatever inspiration strikes to be honest I'll have a conversation with someone about something completely random and then I go oh my god we should do that can you come on the podcast um but it's about making sure that for me it all comes back to it being sustainable and consistent as much as I can um obviously life sometimes gets in the way and I take maybe one or two week breaks but for me it's just being able to get something out every week 
um, say maybe like three years from now or even five years from now, if, if I'm that lucky. Yeah. I mean, if you are able to produce a show every week for three years, I mean, think of how much quality content that you'll have out there. I mean, that would just exactly. be, it'd be such a huge amount and that's great. And I like what you said. I mean, it is a long-term marathon. It's not a sprint. Exactly. It's just like in a, in a bout in jujitsu, you don't go all out right away nope. and you get burned <laughs> out and then get owned yeah. and have to tap out. I mean, you're in it for, it's a fight. Yep. And I know for me, there's a lot of times I just don't feel like doing stuff or making stuff, but like, you know what? I have to, Yeah. maybe I'll make two when I'm really motivated. So I don't have to the next week or something like that. Uh, do you do any batch recording? I do. Um, purely because I have kids, um, and I'm a single mom. So it's kind of like I split custody with, with their dad. And when I have them with me, like bless them, I love them, but it's almost impossible to get any recording done because of the background noise. Um, so you'll find you'll you'll when I don't have them and when I have that that week off motherhood, so to speak, that's when I'll kind of do like six or seven straight recordings and then edit when they're around and then put them up. That's perfect. That was gonna be my suggestion because I have three kids, five, four, and two. And your hands yeah. are full. <laughs> very, very difficult. How old are your kids? Mine are six and four. Oh, your hands are just as full. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how you do for, three. <laughs> uh, my wife is the most patient, loving person in the world. I don't know how she does it. So bless her heart for, uh, so it's funny you say kids and podcasting. So what kind of microphone do you use? Are you using a condenser or dynamic? Um, I basically kind of, I tried out a few. Like I think when I first talked to people about podcasting, everyone was kind of like, you need the blue Yeti. Um, but yeah. to me, I am a massive, like, I think this is a very Singaporean trait. This is another very Singaporean trait where we want everything to be cheap and good. Um, so I just sure. did like a ton of research. Um, also because at that time I didn't know how long I was going to be interested in podcasting, to be honest. It was like some, it was an experiment, right? And you don't know how the experiment's um, going to go. So I did a ton of research and I ended up with two mics. Um, so I have the Audio Technica AT2020, which is the one I'm, use I'm using now. Um, and I have a Audio Technica AT2005, I think. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I settled on. And I'm, I'm very happy with the both of them. That's awesome. They're quality dynamic mics. And it's funny you say everybody says you should get a blue Yeti. So I have a blue bird from 10 years ago, kind of, kind of similar. I mean, the thing's phenomenal. It sounds yeah. like a dream, but it's a condenser and the thing picks up every everything. sound in my house, Yeah, everything. So like blue makes some quality products, but if you don't have a soundproof room exactly in your house, I mean, you're going to have very, very restricted recording time. So yeah, Audio Technica is phenomenal. I just went up to a road procaster, which is dynamic and I love it. Also. Yeah. So great. Recommend road. Yeah. So I think the, the AT 2020 does pick up quite a bit of sound. So depending on the, my surroundings, I'll switch between the mics. Okay. Mm. What, what room of your house are you recording in? Like an office bedroom kind of setup? Uh, to be honest, I made it as portable as I can. So I've, I've recorded out of cafes um when i meet people face to face for and we decide we want to go get coffee um but for the most part i am camped out in my living room on my dining table and i've kept that set up as minimal as possible yeah i mean that's 
that's the joy about podcasting. You can just get some a small mic in a bag, some cables in your laptop, and, and you're you can, good to go. Podcast. I literally yeah, have my podcasting bag. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like a bug out bag, but for podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> so if shit hits the fan, I, I still can podcast as long as I got Wi-Fi. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Just get like a crossbow and my microphone and laptop and it's like walking dead with podcasting. We're good. To it. Yeah. I'm ready for yes. the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, for hosting, you, you use Buzzsprout. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Do you, do you like Buzzsprout? What made you get into them when you started? Um, to be honest, I knew very little about hosting. Um, so I read a lot of reviews and there was another, there was another hosting site. It kind of came down between Buzzsprout and two others. Um, but I think in terms of the flexibility of the number of hours you're going to get and the most, again, value for money, um, as well as ease of use. So Buzzsprout is pretty, like to me, it's as idiot proof as you're going to get. It literally, it's just like you enter shit, um, you upload your files, you can just drag and drop stuff in and you know, you can just upload your episode and they also help help you to um, syndicate it to like Spotify or iTunes or it helps you get listed on all the other platforms that you really want to be on um, while giving you the option of also hosting your own podcast website, which I haven't, I haven't done because to be honest, I have no idea what to do with my own website. Um, and I'd rather use social media for that. So to me, like it was really just that ease of use um, that drove me to Buzzsprout. Yeah, Buzzsprout is like, I think the easiest. That's who I started with. Yeah. And I think they're absolutely phenomenal and easy yeah. to use. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you like them. And listeners out there, if you guys want to start a podcast, I am Buzzsprout. a huge advocate of Buzzsprout oh, yeah. all the way. I know all a lot of folks like to use Anchor. Oh yeah, that's the other one. I think it's, okay, mm. I think it's free, but I'm not sure. Nothing is free in life. So I'm not sure what the catch is with that. Yeah, so I found that that wasn't, um, it was almost limiting or maybe it was just me like I'm not like a huge tech geek and I'm not the mo I'm not the best when it comes to tech but I found that it was a bit more difficult to get episodes uploaded so when I was trying to upload my first episode I that's when that's the moment I just canceled that subscription to be honest because I got frustrated with how to actually do it yeah I mean I really don't think anything could be easier than easier than uh, how Buzzsprout makes it so yeah because it wasn't in Buzzsprout <laughs> drag and drop and it's like it's this the user interface is so easy oh, yeah. and dummy proof to use yeah and it's awesome. really easy for you to kind of track your numbers as well um which are which i realized are so important when it comes to podcasting um tracking how your episodes are doing tracking how your listeners are growing as well what's uh, speaking of that what's like the average length of your episodes like do you have a general kind of ballpark yeah. Length for episodes. Yeah, I try to keep it around 60 minutes. Um, there are episodes, obviously, that kind of go a bit shorter or there are some conversations that drag, like not drag on, but they've they go longer than the 60 minutes. So I'm a bit flexible around that. But for 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 the most part, I try to keep it within a 60 minute time frame. That's a very common time. I try to go about 30 to 45 ish, but 60 minutes. Yeah. It's a good, good round number. Yeah. For uh Going into editing, are you doing your own editing for your show? Yeah, I do everything myself. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I definitely feel you. Do you use Audacity or what kind of yes. editing software do you use? I swear okay. by Audacity. 
Oh, no kidding. I have little to no experience with it. So do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about it? Well, Audacity was basically, it's basically this free software that I found um, online when I was looking for audio editing software that was easy to use. Again, the main thing for me is always that it has to be really dummy proof um, because I come from, again, like zero tech capabilities um, and zero sound editing capabilities. So with Audacity, it's the same thing. Like I'll do my recordings, I'll do my own recordings, and it's kind of just dragging and dropping your files into this one platform and then editing it into a show. And in terms of like the fe- the, the features that you find on, on the program or even the effects that you can use on the program, it's really like, to me, I just want basic stuff. I don't need all the extra like sound effects and everything that some people might be looking for. But if you're looking to just like cut out those extra long pauses or tweak echoes. Like I've had, I've had some really bad experiences um, trying to record remotely where for some reason I get this really bad echo. So trying to fix that. Um, and then also just doing that fade in and fade out bit and then, you know, exporting it into MP3. Like it's as, it's as simple as it can be um, while really giving you that quality product that you're looking for at the end of it. That's great. I don't have much experience with Audacity, but for those who have used it, I've heard very, very good things about it. And just kind of along the lines of what you said, very, very easy to use and free is extremely great too. Yeah, it is. How are you finding guests to be on your show? Like what uh, what's working to to find folks to talk to on your show? Oh, it's a mix. It's a mix of my own personal contacts. So people that I know who I've had conversations with in the past um, that I think, you know, would be great for the show. I invite them on. Um, Sometimes they know somebody who they think would be great for the show and they invite them on for me. Or, you know, sometimes I'll be reading a a piece of news or I'll hear about somebody completely random or I'll come across... um, a really interesting story and I'll just reach out to them on my own on email or social media and say, Hey, I'm doing this podcast. I would be so honored if you would come on. Do you find people are pretty receptive when you reach out to them like that? They're curious. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that in the last year podcasting has kind of also grown in Singapore. So more people are actually aware of what a podcast is. Um, I think if you had done this maybe a year or two years ago and said, Hey, would you come on my podcast? People would be like, what is, what are you talking about? What is this? Um, so I think, yeah, so I think it's become like a much more recognized medium in terms of, you know, content. And people usually like telling their story anyway. So I've found, you know, people are usually will say yes more often than no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially if you're, especially if you're on social media or you're in the news, like you're already, like they're already there where they're telling their story anyway. So it's getting that deeper story. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm. And I mean, the hardest thing that I usually have is agreeing to a time oh, yes. and date to to get recording. So I use Calendly I to kind of show when, when I'm that. available. Have you ever seen it before? No, I haven't. So when I saw it from, because for me, that is the biggest pain, like trying to figure out, okay, I have these dates available. When are you available? And it's like this conversation that can go on for, you know, three days. Five. It's It's painful. So when you sent me that, that invite and you were like, just pick a date. I was like, Oh my God, this is revolutionary. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So totally free, like free to sign up and set your hours for, I think you can have one event for the free version of it. So life changer. I'm going to jump on. 
That's that's brilliant. Yes, listeners, Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, Calendly.com, free. Set your schedule for when you want to do something. doesn't just have to be podcasting. People can pick times that work for them that obviously jive with what you have available. So life-changing. Wish I would have had that 10 years ago. And definitely, I mean, it goes across time zones because you're on the other side of the world. I'm here in Tennessee, and we were able to find a time to collaborate and do this that worked for both of us. Yeah, I remember that was my first question. I was like, are you sure? (laughs) I'm out here. (laughs) Crazier things have happened. (laughs) So uh, what are you finding that there's one social media platform more so than others that are working for your podcast? Um, I'm a huge fan of Instagram, but that's just me personally, maybe because I, I really like the, the image medium. And then I don't like to have as much text, which I think, you know, Facebook asks for as well, um, or calls for rather. So I've been using a lot more Instagram, but I do have Facebook as well. What, what are some things or what kind of posts are you doing on your Instagram to show people that you have a podcast and kind of encourage them to listen? Um, so when I first started, I was so beyond averse to actually putting my to putting my face on a public profile. Like my own personal profile is private. Um, so in the beginning, it was really bad. Like I would just put up audio clips of my um, the episodes that I've put up. But I was like, I, I realized that obviously for very obvious reasons that was not working. So I've kind of shifted toward you know. Things that, you know, I do, things that I see. Um, again, this this is because the podcast relates to the, own, the, the things that I'm interested in myself, um, which then gives me a bit more flexibility in what I post. So, I mean, it's a mix of like announcements of new episodes where I put up pictures of my guests, um, as well as my own learnings from podcasting, interesting things that I see, um, and then just my, my own comments on I guess, relevant things. Like I recently posted something about working from home with kids. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like my second personal profile in that sense, just a bit more curated. Yeah, that's great. I would say, well, we connected over Instagram. So obviously it works a little bit and I'm just trying to get established somewhat on Instagram as I just really, I've been putting most of my effort into LinkedIn. So that's where I have Uh, my biggest following and most kind of social media connections. And and I can tell you LinkedIn is, has been pretty good to me and everybody on there I've connected with and spoken to is very, very supportive. Hmm. And a lot of them have podcasters too. So something to consider. Yeah. I I think for me, like I kind of shied away from LinkedIn in the beginning or I I have shied away from LinkedIn so far because in terms of the content that I put up, I'm not sure that it would be relevant to like your LinkedIn audience because I always reserve that for, you know, obviously my, my day job um, and my clients. So for me, I use that a bit more like to me, it's more businessy and I think that your podcast is actually perfect for LinkedIn because like you know you're basically doing episodes on on podcasts which is like that whole thought leadership piece um so I kind of shied away because to me it's like I I always wonder whether it's too fluffy for LinkedIn you would be surprised what LinkedIn has turned into like five years ago was completely job hunting and business stuff and it's much much more social Really? Than it was five years oh, ago. So just might try if you haven't out. been on it for a while, check it out. I will. Yeah, I what will. the heck? Nothing to lose. I will. 
But uh, no, I, I think we've had an awesome conversation. Where can listeners go to find out some more about what you're about and listen to your podcast? Where do you want them to go? Well, Instagram. <laughs> I think I've talked enough about it. Um, follow me on Definitely. Just Say Only. So that's J-U-S-T-S-A-Y-O-N-L-Y. Um, I think that's where you can get all the latest updates on what I'm up to, as well as all the new episodes that I've put up. And there's also a link there. So bit.ly slash just say only that will take you to the Spotify page um, for the podcast. But if you were looking to search for me, um, search for the podcast yourself. Um, if you're on Spotify, just search for just say only. But I'm also on iTunes as well as Google Podcasts. So I'm trying to get everywhere. So if you know you want to look for me, just Google it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So Cassie, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I had a ball talking podcasting stuff with you. I think the listeners are going to, I think if they're kind of thinking about starting a podcast, I think just you've laid it. out some very simple steps. Yeah, just do just it. Do Freaking it. just do yeah. it. What, what do you have to lose? Absolutely just try nothing. Exactly. Get your message out there. You can connect with some other cool people from all over the world and just freaking do it. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. That's that's the addiction of podcasting, to be honest. <laughs> it is addicting. I mean, there's like, yeah, it's like, man, I just want to create more content and edit it. It's so fun. But I, I don't know. Maybe we're just weird people. Or maybe, maybe. I would like to it's think very not. possible. <laughs> but hey, Cassie, again, thank you so much for no, being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ian. Greatly appreciate it. And maybe we can collaborate sometime down the road again here. I would love to. Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama Media, please head to my website at talkinglama.com. There, you can apply to join the Llama Herd, which is an inner circle of dedicated and creative podcasters who are extremely active in the industry and always looking to collaborate. If you like this show, please subscribe so that you don't miss episodes as they're released. And if you really want to take your support for Talking Llama Media to the next level, I would be extremely grateful if you'd become a patron. Even something like $1 per month can go a long way and support us in our big plans. Stay confident, stay creative, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.